0: Welcome to episode number 14 of New Jersey Living, the podcast. I'm Corey Jones, and if you've been tuning in over the past weeks and actually about maybe two months now since we first launched, you know kind of the routine of what we do. We cover real estate, but we also cover all things New Jersey. So whether it be the dining scene or uh, entertainment or Um, Sometimes it's local leaders within a community, and today has been one I've been waiting for for some time. We have a local business from Plainfield, New Jersey that we're going to be featuring in this episode. And for those that live in and around Plainfield, this is going to be a well-known or should be a well-known name uh, within the community. And if it is not already, it certainly will be today after this episode. So let's get this started now and take a deep dive into Queen City Coffee Roasters. Welcome to New Jersey Living, the podcast where we explore all things New Jersey real estate. I'm your host, Corey Jones, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker and team leader of the New Jersey Living Group. We're a team of experienced agents who specialize in residential sales in several counties ranging from Bergen County in northern New Jersey to Ocean County down the shore. On this podcast, we will talk to real estate experts, local business owners, community leaders and town officials to get the inside scoop various towns in New Jersey. We'll discuss everything from the latest market trends to featured local attractions with dining, recreation, and entertainment. Whether you're a current resident, a prospective buyer, or just curious about New Jersey real estate, we have something for you. So sit back, relax, and join us for a conversation about all things New Jersey Living. So welcome again to New Jersey Living, the podcast. As I mentioned in my opening, we have a special guest with us today, uh, founder and owner of Queen City Coffee Roasters in Plainfield, New Jersey. This is Mahar Janadri, and I want to just, uh, one, thank you for your times. I know you're a busy guy. You're a business owner. I know you're on the go a lot, um, and want to appreciate you just taking a few moments to introduce yourself and talk to our audience.
1: Thank you so much, Corey. The pleasure is all mine, man, and uh, any opportunity to get a I get a chance to spread the gospel on coffee. Uh, I'll take it. So, uh, it's um, yeah. So, my name is Maher Janadri. Um, I'm a coffee roaster and a coffee shop owner. My wife and I, Monica, we started Queen City. Man, almost a little over four years ago now, almost four and a half years ago, um, as a as a as a passion project that you know uh, something for the two of us to work together on and, and um, you know contribute to our community in Plainfield and. You know, we we you know we'll kind of get into this probably the later part of the story, but there were a lot of sort of uphill battles, a lot of challenges in terms of like starting up, and uh, but ultimately, long story short, we the you know the community really embraced us, uh, the company's really grown, and uh, it's been an amazing journey the last couple of years. I'm excited to share it with you guys.
0: Absolutely, I, I appreciate the timeline as well because as I, uh, I mentioned in uh, probably more so my YouTube episodes than my podcast. Uh, I I myself am a resident of Plainfield, and um, where I live, it leads directly into downtown. Right, so you uh, we go from residential right into downtown. So my wife, who is a coffee lover, you know, she's the coffee connoisseur of our home. She will, in the summertime particularly, take a walk down um, just to you know be able to. Uh, obviously give patrons to, patronage to the shop, and also enjoy a good cup of uh, a coffee. So um, I, I had a feeling it was about five years, but I wasn't 100% sure, so I, I appreciate the timeline. So give us, yeah, give us a little bit of a background as to, you know, what what was the nexus? Well, how did this birth uh, into reality for you guys?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But Maybe before I ju- uh, uh, jump in there, I really like something that you said about how you just kind of like, you know, where your residential just kind of like flows right into the downtown. I think, and it's sort of part of that Nexus story. I think that's one of the best parts about Plainfield. Um, Plainfield has a beautiful downtown. It's, it's built to be a city. Um, you know, it's got, it's like block after block after block, incredible sidewalks. I grew up in a very rural town um, when I was a kid. And so you had to drive everywhere. So it's really awesome to have that, that city vibe. But still, just within walking distance, you still can have that, you know, sort of that suburban, even in some parts of Plainfield, country feel, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Uh, that's the one of the beautiful things about Plainfield. And for those who, you know, aren't familiar with Plainfield, it's definitely worth the trip. Um, there's a lot to see. There's a lot of diversity in Plainfield. And I highly encourage everyone to, to stop in and, and check out our beautiful city. Um, so, yeah, so let me give you a little bit of backstory into Queen City. Um So about 10 years ago, I remember I started my entrepreneurial journey. I remember I had left a corporate job. I was a very comfortable job in consulting. And I realized that um, I really wanted to, you know, I sort of explore and try my hand in the entrepreneurial world. And, uh, you know, when you're building startups, your main offices are coffee shops. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, you can't really afford real estate or or like office space at the time. And so I was living in New York, um, you know, sort of right after college, uh, working, you know, working in, in the city. And I fell in love with the hustle and bustle of the city. I fell in love with, you know, sort of building and working out of coffee shops. Uh, it was a nice change wow. of pace and working out of your apartment where you're very lonely. You're kind of like on a solo journey building a company. And so the coffee shop environment really helped me feel like I was part of something. And that feeling is really, really hard to replicate. And so, um, I felt like you know whether I was you know borrowing some office space at a friend's office or working out of a co-working space or even um, you know working out of the house, it just wasn't the same energy working out of a coffee shop. And so I had a you know um, that was sort of like a core part of the, the the core memory, so to speak, of the of the origin story. And over the years, uh, I sort of got into I started exploring different specialty coffee shops um, in the you know in New York area. And I realized like how diverse and how deep coffee culture is. Mm. And in my early 20s, I did a lot of traveling, um, traveled around the world. I think anywhere I went, I made sure to visit the local coffee farm. And, you know, for those that don't know, there's something called a coffee belt. So when you look at the globe, there's a part, you know, uh, of of, uh, of the world where, you know, coffee is grown around the world. And that's where you see like a lot of coffee in like the Colombia, Ecuador region, uh, Brazil, Brazil. Even in Africa, you have coffee from Rwanda, Ethiopia, Kenyan coffee, again, similar, you know, um,
0: kind of close uh, to the equator, I would guess, right? So very yeah,
1: exactly, relatively close to the equator. And then you have even in Asia, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, uh, India, Yeah, you know, there's coffee. So there's coffee all over the world. And so, um, I fell down this rabbit hole and anytime I traveled, I made sure to visit these like coffee farms. And, and one notable visit, I remember I was sort of backpacking in Bali and I ended up, uh, At a coffee farm where they were, um, uh, I guess they were like harvesting and like raising and producing something called Kopi Luwak coffee. I don't know if you've ever heard of that.
0: Mm, Uh,
1: So, so (laughs) it's always a fun story. Uh, I don't encourage folks to drink Kopi Luwak coffee. Um, Some of the farming practices behind it aren't aren't as aren't as ethical as they should be. But basically, what it is is they they have a coffee farm where they there's a uh, a sort of a civet. It's like a cat, a civet cat. That goes and finds the most juicy ripe coffee cherries. Because for those that don't know, coffee is a cherry; it's a fruit, and the actual coffee bean is the pit of that fruit. And so, what these animals do, they go and they eat the coffee cherries. They're not that; they don't taste that good, by the way, as for, for human <laughs> consumption. Okay, but they digest. They wow. digest the, wow. the 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 the, co- the pit, and then you know it comes out That's the it. other way.
0: Right,
1: <laughs> and then um, and so people go and and pick out the coffee, they clean it, of course, right? There's a whole, you know, like cleansing process. It doesn't actually touch the coffee bean, but apparently the myth is that there's some like enzyme change and chemical reactions to the coffee. And, um, you're going to pay 35 bucks a cup for this cup of coffee. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. known as poop, it's known as poop coffee <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> excuse my, uh, my, my, my language here, but, okay. but anyway, so it just to give you an idea of like how diverse this coffee world is. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, doing a lot of that traveling, it just kind of gave me, I so, just so interested in the various practices of producing coffee, the various you know varieties of coffee. Um, and then was, you know sort of fast forward a couple of years of sort of you know I'm back in the states I'm I'm sort of building uh, my my first company it was in software and um I, you know after selling that company I was trying to figure out kind of what to do next and a friend had gifted me some green bean coffee with some some unroasted coffee beans right so basically coffee beans right from the farm um, and I'm like this is pretty cool like how do I roast right and so. Um, I felt, you know, found some, some interesting YouTube videos and started doing some home roasting on a pan, literally in my apartment. We were living in Weehawken at the time. And, uh, I didn't realize how much smoke <laughs> comes out of right. roasting. And so I had like completely, you know, blacked out the, the apartment. Um, you know, Monica, my wife was like, you know, you, you can't be doing this here, obviously. And so... Um, that's so. That was sort of the start of it, and then you know we can kind of get into the rest of the story a little bit later. But that was sort of the beginning of like my sort of at home roasting journey. Started, um, you know, experimenting with coffee. The first couple of batches were not good <laughs> for okay. obvious reasons. And then uh, you know once once that first cup you know cup of coffee actually tasted good, I realized like hey, I really like this. I'm pretty good at it. or I'm getting good at it. And uh, you know friends and family are drinking it. Maybe we could turn this into a business. And so that was. That was the the start, so to speak, uh, of how I got into, like, coffee and roasting.
0: Very interesting. So the question is, is the roasting process taking place in the shop or is that happened prior to arriving to the shop?
1: Yeah, yeah. Great, great question. So, yeah, as as, as uh, people may have picked up, so our name is Queen City Coffee Roaster. So, you know, we, we wanted to really emphasize the roasting part being a core part of our identity, um, it's not; it's not as very common to find coffee shops that actually also roast their own coffee for a lot of reasons. It's 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 its own specialty. There's a lot of um, you know uh, skill required. There's a lot of you know moving pieces when it comes to importing coffee and working with farmers and importers. Um, you know, uh, also scaling up a roasting operation is really costly. So you're buying these like really bulky uh, roasting machines that take up a lot of space. So it's not it's not very like you know beginner friendly, and so. Um, so we wanted to really, because I had fallen into the rabbit hole as a roaster first, it was something where my interests lie and, you know, coupled with that, that nostalgic experience of building companies out of a start, you know, out of coffee shops, right. My wife and I realized like, Hey, you know, one day when we kind of settled, you know, back into suburbia, let's open up our own coffee shop. And, uh, we were, we were coming back, you know, from the, like living in New York and Weehawken area, we decided to move to Plainfield. Plainfield was such a perfect mix, as I mentioned earlier, of like city living, but also like suburban, like country yeah. type life. And so uh, Plainfield was perfect, but we realized that, um, you know, we was, Plainfield was missing, especially in the downtown with some like specialty coffee, some great coffee that, uh, you know, you could definitely find in, in the bigger cities. And so we realized hey, it's up to us to be roasting the coffee and like bringing this coffee, you know, uh, to a community through a coffee shop. And um, so to answer your question, we roast everything in house. Now the roasting doesn't happen actually at the shop. We have our own roasting facility also in Plainfield. Okay. We have a warehouse in town, just a couple, uh, you know, a couple minutes away. Um, so the roasting, so we import coffee, sort of by the pallet load. Like we're bringing in, you know, shipments of coffee of roasted coffee bean, They come in like these really big sacks. Like mm. each sack of coffee is like 130 to 150 pounds, right? Wow. Okay. And so you're buying like big coffee in bulk. We're so what we're doing is, you will typically, you know, do sort of sample roasting. So to get Coffee, right? It's like cooking, right? It's it's you got to find your own your own flavor, your own recipe, your own style, your own method. I mean, there's some basic principles you need to follow, but every roaster has their own approach to coffee. And so for us, you know, every coffee is different, and you know, we go through pounds of coffee just trying to really nail uh, the right flavor profile that we're looking for. Like I said, it's 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 a bit of an art and science at the same mm. time. And so then once we really nail it on a smaller roaster, so we're not wasting coffee, right? Waste is, is really important to us, or controlling waste that is. Um, we then move on to like what we call a production roaster. And our production roasting is like a much bigger machine. Corey, you gotta come by the warehouse one day and you
0: gotta yes, check it out. Had no idea you um, had one, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's really cool to see. And we have like a whole fulfillment center because we do some e-com and wholesale, uh, you know, wholesale business as well. So anyway, long story short. Uh, yeah, so we do all the roasting in house. We import the coffee to the warehouse they go through a process of sample roasting to try to get the right profile and flavor of the coffee directionally. So we're doing like, you know, one or two pound batches, very, very small batches. And then once we kind of nail the direction of the coffee, the flavor we want to take it, we move it to the production roaster. And we're doing 20 to 30 pounds a batch of coffee. Each batch of coffee takes about 15 to 20 minutes to roast um, and cool down. And so yeah, there's a, there's a process and we typically roast one to two days a week to on a weekly basis. So you're always getting the, the, the freshest coffee possible. Um, it's always advised after roasting to let the coffee sort of settle for a little bit and degas. It's going through a huge, you know, chemical process from, you know, green bean to roasted bean where it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're sort of like cooking the sugars and, and inside the coffee and it needs time to kind of degas and, and, um, when we say degas, there's a lot of like, you know, carbon dioxide buildup, right? And so, you know, you want it to sort of air out, so to speak. And uh, otherwise it'll kind of make the coffee it, it'll it'll skew the, the, the
0: taste of the coffee at, at the end of the day. Got it. Got it. and and is any of that product like uh sent out retail or is it pretty much just goes to the shop exclusively? Yeah, good, good question. So, uh, yeah, we retail as
1: in we do have our own website. So, okay. uh, you know, we sell coffee bags, not just coffee, no, not just coffee to the coffee shop in you know, in, in, in cup form, right, and in, in drink form. Um, we also retail to other uh, coffee businesses, restaurants, um, you know, in the area. We've also partnered with you know, a lot of the uh, e-commerce players um, that sell coffee online, subscription plans, that kind of thing. And so, mm. yeah, we have a we have like a growing business outside of just the coffee shop where we're
0: selling coffee and distributing coffee nationwide online. And for those who are viewing uh, on YouTube, stick around. We're going to flash the website at the end of the episode. And just in general, just a quick plug: definitely click like subscribe notification bell because content like this is very valuable for anyone in new jersey this is a garden state related uh podcast as we're covering all the bases not just real estate um but thinking uh about the different um flavors and and just uh palettes of of coffee i'm sure you guys have at your disposal um what is probably if there is a feature or bestseller or more common um you know a a, a flavor or or roast if you will what would you say that would be right now out of the shop
1: yeah yeah i mean um like i said so coffee is is very wide right Mm. um in terms of flavor profile i'll give you guys an idea of what i mean so i encourage anybody who's into the podcast come over to queen city Try a you know try try black try coffee black no milk no sugar right and on one end of the spectrum you can have coffee that tastes like you're drinking like strawberries right or some sort of fruit juice in a way right it has these like flavor notes of very very fruity flavor notes um, and I had no idea when I first started my coffee journey that coffee could taste like juice <laughs> on the other end uh, and by the way those are really fun coffees I highly encourage they're, they're they're great treats and by the way this is all like natural right there's no there's no, um, you know, added sugars or flavors or anything. This is the natural flavor of the coffee, and like the way we roasted, the way it's hard, you know, the way it's produced. On the other end, you have sort of the more chocolatey style flavors. Assume, you know, one thing you won't find at Queen City is like burnt tasting coffee, right? And so, uh, so for us, it's really important to find that balance. And so for me, what, where I think I'm finding my sweet spot, and where I think uh, most people are are are, uh, are really enjoying. Uh, the, the flavor category is in like those chocolatey coffees. So it's, it's very, you still get that, that natural sweetness that comes with, you know, um, these types of coffees. Um, it, when you're drinking, it feels like you're drinking like a milk chocolate bar. Like it's, it's absolutely delicious. And so I think that's where, that's where I'm at right now in terms Would of, roast. Uh, that you know, because my, I'll,
0: I'll try that. I'm, I'm a man. I'm yeah, not yeah, a yeah. coffee drinker. My wife didn't even get into coffee until probably her mid twenties, maybe. Right. Um, but so, then she So when you come local. in, yeah. Yeah. Specific on what yeah. she likes. Right. So what what am, uh, what am I asking for? So when you come in, ask for a Brazil
1: Cerrado, either a pour over or on drip. And the difference is a pour over is sort of a, a coffee we make to order. Right. It's sort of a slow pour. We have, you know, it's sort of like, it's brewed right in front of you. On the flip side, we have a drip machine, right? Sort of like your traditional, um, you know, filtered coffee, Mm. sort of like produced, produced in bulk, so to speak for like folks who need to go in and out. Right. Speed is, speed is important for folks in the morning. Um, just want to get their coffee on the way to work. And so, um. So yeah, either you know, as for the Brazil, either on drip or as a pour over, and and I think again that that's that's where my that's where my taste buds are taking okay. me these days. And by the way, next year <laughs> I'll probably give you a different answer. Um, it, <laughs> it 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 it's a journey, man, and that's what's so cool for folks who are just kind of getting introduced to coffee. You know, coffee's not your sheer Dunkin' donut Starbucks experience where it's just loaded with a bunch of preservatives and sugars and that masked actual yeah. coffee. Actually, with a lot of these bigger players. In order to get that consistency that you, that you'll taste at a Starbucks, you know, in New York or Starbucks in L.A., is they're over roasting the coffee, so you you get a lot of that burnt that burnt taste um, that uh, we can like completely sidestep because we're a specialty roaster. So it's a completely different category of coffee, um, being in the specialty roasting, uh, specialty coffee industry where we are, and just more commodity coffee where you would find like the Starbucks and, and the Dunkin' Donuts of the world.
0: Got it. So, and and I'm asking for it's a Brazilian, right? Is that right? Brazil. Okay. That's right. The Brazil. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll certainly ask. All right. So the the shop <laughs> gets up and rolling five years uh, ago. Now, what I can say that is unique for your business downtown is that there is such an eclectic scene there because you have people coming in from other towns. You have younger. You have older. I mean, that, you you'll see a blend. It's a beautiful mosaic of of faces and, and age groups and everything, right? That come into the shop, which I love. So I, I, and I also love uh, the interior aesthetic. So uh, we're gonna flash up, this is we're talking through this, uh, some of the interior photos of the shop that I have um, and other, some, uh, some other footage I have. Uh, just speak to me what you wanted design-wise. So I know you had reference how you had a certain thing in mind, sound like you had a vision, right? And what, what were you targeting for the interior look of the shop? Yeah, yeah. So it's probably a good segue to kind of like, you know, talk about sort of the, the
1: origins of the shop itself and not just like my, my coffee journey. Um, I remember when we moved to Plainfield, um, you know, we really wanted to like come in with a different, uh, you know, different take on sort of a retail coffee shop in the area. And so for us, we wanted to bring a lot of like what we experienced in like sort of the Brooklyn, Manhattan, New York, Jersey City, you know, Hoboken area and and bring that that like, you know, Brooklyn coffee shop vibe to Plainfield. And you know what's funny is that you know we weren't bringing anything new uh when when you when you sort of peel back a little bit of the layers in plainfield you realize that plainfield is a very historic town it's the architecture is already there the beauty and the bones of plainfield is yes. gorgeous yeah. that where the coffee shop is that we're in a building that's 110 years old and all we had to do was just like peel back the plaster right. peel back you know sort of the, the the old paint and then you you what you discover underneath is just like a beautiful you know you know 100 year old architecture that's still that's still standing right and so right. like the floors the you know are, are were all original the ceilings were original at the time we couldn't restore all of it unfortunately but you know some stuff were, were were damaged but generally we tried to do our best to kind of adhere to the the original beauty of what was already there and so um you know i got to credit my wife monica for a lot of the, the the aesthetics um sort of the design we we did it all ourselves you know when you're first starting out a business uh you know you're a little bit more cost conscious right and so yeah uh, it was important that we uh, you know in many cases we had some family members help out with building out some furniture pieces as well so like our, our bar was built out by my dad you know we we sort of facebook marketplace this piece of furniture or you know, it was just like <laughs> yeah. an, a sort yeah. of uh you know an amalgamation but it, in the end the orchestra came together and it was a beautiful beautiful symphony of, of space and so um yes yeah, so that's a little bit about the space like i said plainfield is gorgeous there's so much beautiful history and architecture there that I think people just need to, you know, just kind of help, uh, you know, sort of like polish up a little bit, so to speak. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, speaking to that, that's sort of, the, that's sort of the vision we had for Plainfield in general was that, Hey, you know what, this feels like it was like a, you know, a town that has, that's always talked about in terms of its potential, but, you know, instead of waiting around for someone to, you know, come in and, you know, quote unquote, you know, Im- change Plainfield or improve Plainfield or help elevate it or fulfill its potential, It's like, hey, why are we waiting around? Let's let's do it ourselves, right? Let's let's sort of like help. Let's help and like show a different way in uh, other businesses can can sort of model themselves around around Queen City and still be successful and still be profitable as a business. And so our hope is that you know uh, from a business standpoint that people can see that a business like ours can succeed in Plainfield and do really well in Plainfield and mesh well with the local community and the outside community that from you know people outside of Plainfield. And so like you mentioned on the diversity it really is man if you come in and spend a saturday uh you know in plainfield there's people from every walk of life there yeah. and it's actually really really cool and it's something I'm I'm really proud of and um and it sort of touches on sort of like how we see our role in the community today and, and you know we touched on the word community earlier um i think i think every coffee shop has a responsibility i think every business has a responsibility uh when they're opening up a space and providing service and, and value in a local community is to be part of that community. And so being part of it isn't just paying lip service, you know, it's, and just hosting a couple of events. No, it's getting to know the folks who are doing actual work in the community. It's getting to know folks um, who are, you know, uh, running programs or need, need support, need resources, need a space, you know, to, to help facilitate, you know, after school programs or arts programs. You know, one thing we do a lot in, 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 uh, at Queen City is uh, we, we host local artists. So we have like a, a sort of an art wall where we do our best to try to source local art uh, from the area to just showcase artists. And so I mean what better place in a coffee shop where you're getting, you know, hundreds of people a week taking taking a look at your art. We've actually helped we actually help artists sell their art. In the thousands of dollars, nice. by the way, uh, we take nice. we take no commission here. <laughs> okay. um, you know, the whole idea is, is to help sort of like spread and support the community in any way we can. We do open mics. There's a lot of uh, incredible talent, by the way, in Plainfield, artistic talent, and, and not only in terms of you know art but also in music. Um, and it's uh, it's been incredible, kind of just like helping create the space for people to shine. It's it's you know sometimes. Sometimes the, the best the best thing we could do is kind of get out of the way, right? And just like let let people uh, show their best work.
0: Absolutely. And the location in downtown, I think, is is it couldn't be better because you're you're beside almost City Hall, you know, the, the police headquarters is across the street and the train station is a, around the corner, right? Like literally, literally a block away, you know, a block away. So if you're someone who is on that, you know, Raritan line and you uh, have heard about Queen City is if you get off of the train, you're probably a five minute walk around the corner to get to the shop. Right. So it's definitely worth a stop if you find yourself up and down that line or you're a few stops away and just come on that train. Uh, Plainfield does have two stations. So this would be the uh, the Plainfield Station downtown, not the Netherwood. But this is uh, definitely very convenient to reach by train uh, and walking. Uh, you know, so walking downtown area anyway, as you uh, spoke to a little earlier. Uh, it's in the heart of, you know, that that core downtown area. So it, was, it couldn't be more convenient to reach.
1: Yeah, agreed. I've, I've taken advantage of plenty of times and I never need to like hop into the city for a meeting or anything, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, just before we uh, wrap up, just want to uh, get any updates coming. I know uh, you all have just finished off another space. I utilized that for my team and a couple uh, business partners this past weekend with an event, but I know you're expanding. And my wife's question has always been, all right, when are they going to like expand? And, and I want to sit down and, you know, have a, more of a, you know, not dining, like fine dining, but, you know, a dining experience, which I know is mostly, it's still coffee shops. It's mostly pastry, but, uh, Monica who helped out with us setting up and everything was an, an answering some of those questions, but give us an idea of what we can look for moving forward. Cause I know we have this new space. I don't know if y'all have any immediate plan for it, but just kind of let us know where this story is going. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. So
1: I mean, first and foremost, what you can expect from Queen City is, you know, continue to have a great coffee and great service. I think if you guys check out our reviews, um, you know, people not only comment on how awesome and tasty the coffee is, but how great our staff is. And so I really want to make sure like I, I plug our staff, our managers. Um, you know, they've done an incredible job of creating a beautiful and like comfortable environment for our customers. And so you can't have a great coffee shop with a, without great customer service. And so this is, you know, a big hat tip to them. And so, you know, you'll continue to see more more of that on our side. Um, on the sort of back office side of things, just so folks know, like we do, we do offer wholesale services. If you own a restaurant or other coffee shop, or you need coffee for your for your business, we also offer wholesale wholesale rates for um, you know for those types of for those types of uh, you know services and businesses as well. And uh, we have this, we have our e commerce store, as we mentioned earlier. We also do a lot of caterings, guys. We have an awesome co- coffee cart, so if you need like birthdays, weddings, that kind of thing, we have a really elegant coffee cart. We come in, and we serve incredible coffee with full on like you know espresso lattes and latte art, um, and so so yeah, it's sort of you know what you can expect moving forward, and you know continued great service and coffee from us. But now in terms of the space, um, yeah. So as as Corey you mentioned, um, you know our, our our neighbor next door recently moved out. We we sort of clean things up. We redid the floor, did some painting. Right now it's currently event space. Um, We're, as again, sort of in line with what we said earlier about being part of the community. We're actually taking feedback from the community on like what they wanna see. And so there's a uh, you know there's a, a questionnaire survey that you could fill out of like what you'd love to see. Some folks have asked for you know sort of a restaurant. Other folks have asked for more seating. Um, other folks have asked for um, you know more of like a performing arts like events type space. So there's a lot of ideas on the table right now. Um, I don't think we've finalized anything yet. Okay. Um, so make sure you submit your vote right. <laughs> on what you All want right. what you want to see. And we ask our, our the listeners here as well to stop by the shop and and share their feedback. We, we'd love to see what other ideas can come out of
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I will pass that word to my wife. She is very interested in. I'm sure putting her feedback in because she is a regular. All right. Um,
1: yeah, that's what it's about, right? It's about building with your community. I mean, like serving the needs of the community, and so let's let's build right alongside each other.
0: Absolutely, sounds great. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for your time. Again, I know you're a busy man, um, and I was grateful that we were able to get this time to carve out just to speak on the queen city Roaster story this won't be the last time i'm sure we'll have to do some revisits because as we get into summer particularly i know downtown uh does have like these um summer related events and what have you right so um, i really want to be able to plug more of these events and you know what what some of the places that people should stop by for these events so we will revisit all right so if i can get you on schedule again all right Um, So, Mario, thank you again. I want to uh, appreciate everyone who is listening in today. And be sure, again, click like, subscribe, notification bell. We're flashing up uh, the Queen City Roasters, uh, both their Instagram uh, account as well as website. So if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to spot that there. Uh, And if you are ever in the Queen City, it is absolutely a must stop by. You You have to stop by this location. It's one of the feature spots downtown. So thanks again for joining. Stay safe and stay tuned to New Jersey Living.